beautiful voice, you ask? Well, that is Deb Brown, and she is joining us today. She performs all over the Twin City areas, lots of events and lots of things. We've seen her uh, many times, and you are performing your Christmas memory. You're having a record release party tomorrow at, at Kerner's. So, Deb, thanks for being with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me and for always being so supportive of local music. Aww. We just appreciate you. Yeah, your voice, yeah. that is fun. So you have a you have a record that you're, this is your release party tomorrow night. It is, yes. I finally, after so many years of wanting to do it, probably since I was a, a young child, I wanted to make a Christmas record. So I finally just said, you know, it is time. I mean, the older I get, the more I'm trying to check off the bucket list things and um, you know, I just decided to dive in and do it. It was kind of strange to record Christmas songs in July, mm-hmm. but that is what you have to do. That's <laughs> right. Making a Christmas record. And yes, I'm very, very happy with how it turned out. And the song that you just heard is um, actually an original, a song I wrote. You sound beautiful. It's so good. Dad. You and Cher, Deb, have put out your very first Christmas records this year. Oh. <laughs> Wow, look at that. I'm sure she's going to sell about a bazillion more than me. But. Yeah, but oh, you have such a great voice. So your show tomorrow is at Crooners, and we love that place, 6.30 to 8, and tickets are available. We put a link up on our show page so people can get tickets yeah. or you can go to Crooners' uh, website. What what else will we, we be hearing tomorrow night? Well, you know, there will be quite a few Christmas classics. Good. Everybody loves those classic tunes. Um, you know, we have a fabulous, uh, there's six of us who will be performing in the Dunsmore Room at Crooners, which is such a beautiful, if you've never been there, it just has such a beautiful, cozy, welcoming ambiance. Um, Crooners, you know, they have full table service, plenty of free parking. Mm-hmm. I think at this point, there's about 20 to 25 tickets left. It's okay. a little bit of a smaller room. Um, yeah, you know, we are just all about creating a real connection with the audience and just realizing that that the holidays, you know, it's so much fun and it can be so joyful and it can also be melancholy and a little yes. bit sad at times. And we've all had losses, especially, you know, over the last few years, we've experienced a lot of, a lot of feelings. You're so right. We really hope to incorporate all of those feelings into this show. I think it sounds lovely. I think it sounds so fantastic. And your, your album is called Christmas Memories. Uh, yes. Tomorrow, tomorrow at 630 at Crooners, um, mm-hmm. this is Deb Brown. You know, Deb, um, I I today just started listening. And Lori, Christmas we've music. been listening to Cher and the Double Wide, her new Christmas album for weeks oh, now. Yeah. And but I I put in my Celine Dion um oh, CD yeah. today and I, I'm telling you It puts you in the mood. And I love hearing it came upon oh. a midnight clear and oh, come Ali yeah. Faithful. I love some of the old classics. But we're just Absolutely. so excited. What, what are, lot of- yeah, what are you singing? Like, give us name drop some of the songs. Well, uh, we have just a cl- the classic Let It Snow, I'll Be Home for Christmas. Yes. I do a medley of uh, a sleigh ride into Jingle Bells, into Jingle Bell Rock. Um, we do, um, you know, it's kind of fun because I do Carol of the Bells, but I go into this oh. funky, funky song that I wrote. Okay. <laughs> and it's kind of funny. I was on a walk last summer and thinking... Wouldn't this be cool? So that's kind of fun. fun. And um, yeah, and then have yourself a merry Christmas, merry little Christmas. Mm-hmm. Please come home for Christmas. All of those songs that just each one for me 
really triggers a memory, and I'm sure it triggers memories for other people as well. Oh, so they, good. They really do. Well, I want to ask you one thing, because I know you work um, on producing and performing in the show River, River a tribute to the yeah. music of Carol King, Joni Mitchell, and Carly yeah. Simon, and you you guys will have that show at Crooners on uh, January 6th. But um, yeah. uh, how long have you been in, was that show your idea? Yes, that was my creation with the encouragement of many friends. And it's been successful for over eight years, mm-hmm. if you can believe that. Wow. And we love just, it. We just love it. Yes, we love doing it. Um, I work with just the best musicians in that show. And, and yeah, January 6th. And it's, it's, it's one of those shows where you say, is this going to keep going? And it just does. People love that music. Um, I also do a Bonnie Raitt show now, which I'll do February 25th at Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. And cool. it's just so much fun to cover these artists. Yes. Oh, Deb. Well, I'm yeah. excited for you. Um, your songs, you. are your voice is gorgeous. Christmas Memories, the record release with Deb Brown is tomorrow at Crooners. We've added a link to our website. So if people want to get tickets, you're looking for a date night tomorrow night. Here, we've given you a good idea. Here. Yes, absolutely. You can thank and us. <laughs> yes, I will. Thanks. Um, no, I'm just teasing. Lori, the way oh, she said it, yeah. I was like saying, she's like saying it to the audience here. We've done all the work for you. Now you can thank us. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> we're giving people Thanks. a good idea. And yes. you, you know, you've got Absolutely. such a beautiful voice and you really oh, do. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, and it is up on all streaming sites if people want to listen that way and Bandcamp if they are interested in purchasing. And, okay. Um, all info is on debbrownmusic.com. Pretty easy to remember. All and right. Yeah, we would love we would love to see everybody out. And um, it's just going to be really fun. And I think just a really beautiful, reflective thing. Well, well good luck and to you. And I hope a lot of people time. show up, Deb. Thanks for, thanks for yes, hanging thank out with you. us. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Really Absolutely. Okay. okay, Lori. Yes. Um, you know, speaking of music... I came across, you know, we always talk around here because Spotify came out with, you know, what is your Spotify list or something? People were saying something funny words to me and I didn't understand what anyone was saying. Like your your rad list or something. What's your main list of songs? And we heard like the number one artist of Spotify was Taylor Swift. And well, it was significant because she re- I mean, it has been for three years. Bad Bunny. It Yes. And so huge, huge. Mm-hmm. And so um, Weird Al Yankovic. Came out with a statement. I don't know if either of you guys saw this. And he thanked his fans for the $12 he earned on Spotify last year. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Because it's such a teeny, teeny, tiny, dissected piece that they get. Um, So, you know, you got to perform the concerts. You got to do... And you got to write the music. So I just kind of thought that was funny. Deb's beautiful. I have. I think you went and saw her before, Lori. Yeah. And she opened up for, you know, She's the been, suburbs. Yeah. She opened up for Al Green. She yeah. opened up for a ton She's of got people. amazing voice. She does. That'd be a fun one. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And we're going to come back with an extended virgin, virgin or version of Random Thoughts. Hey, everybody. It's it's us talking about learning your ex with their seven metro-wide locations it's different from anything else that you probably tried. If you have a child that's struggling tutoring, it's subject matter that they try to train your children on. Yeah. They're going, hey, mom and dad, when is school Christmas break coming up? Yeah. Maybe this is the time to schedule something so you can figure out something so you don't have to go through all this homework 
heck, and also having your kid just think that they're they're dumb or you think they're not trying hard mm-hmm. enough at all or you're not trying at all. And, and you're right, Lori, and Learning Rex deals with people from all backgrounds with all, you know, learning um, disabilities. I don't know that that's the right word right now, but they yeah. help everybody and um, young and old, whatever it is, but they get through their assessment, get to the root cause, and then they develop a plan to just that works for everybody people love learning Rex. you will to call them today if your child is struggling you know i saw this story the other day Did you ever notice that you know sometimes i wonder what would happen if and now julia's random thoughts he looks like that puppet i don't know he's had cheeky implants it's just random that's all it is okay that is all it is but if you want to know if you're thinking about going to school or your kids are getting ready to go off to school or college, you need to think ahead because a new uh, story came out saying that America's CEOs right now and the hiring managers for major companies say by the year 2033, which is just 10 years away, every job for the most part is going to have a tech element. You need to take computer stuff, yeah. you need to be up to speed. Techno- is this new? Yeah, this is. Okay. This is just something that came out this week. Okay. So technology is key. Technology yeah. is key. The and human element of things is going it's away. It's going away. Yeah. So people, even though you don't like it, you're going to have to adapt. You're going to have to, yeah. you're going to have to figure out how to incorporate that into your education if that's what you want. Yeah. And for people who st- want to stay relevant, oh God, absol- I don't think our Fortran classes are going to pay <laughs> off in the year 2024. <laughs> yeah. People don't even know what Fortran is. I, I never don't. took the class. Oh, I did. What I never took it? the class. Okay, so here's the thing with computers. Well, back in the day, I, one so of my colleges. In the 80s, right? Yeah. Early 80s. Yeah. One of my colleges I went to, you had to take. It, it, I think I was a business major at one of it them. It was. It was a computer. You had to take it to major right. in business. And Fortran was maybe the program. Okay. But but really what you needed to do is there's some big machine somewhere, and you have to go in, and I swear they give you a sheet that just looks like a bunch of letters, small letters, capital letters, some symbols that are on a computer, and spaces. And you would have to exactly type in this formula like FF backspace backspace dot dot dot. And then something would happen. Coding, yeah. And then it would come up. And I I don't feel like I ever thought on my own. You just had to be able to type in the exact thing that was on a sheet of paper. Yeah, it's a computer language, essentially. It is. And so in... in, in That's when I switched my major to communications. (laughs) 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 And in the computer world, you have to be exact. And then I remember I took business statistics. And at the U, and um, you had to be part of a small group. And so I'm the oldest one there because I think I was two or three years older at this point than everybody after I decided to really get serious in college. And I get in my group, and the group is everyone young, everyone maybe third year in college or something, and they're like, oh, I know, I know, let's name our group user-friendly. And I'm like, that is the dumbest name I've ever heard of in my life. Oh, you've coined a phrase. But that was user-friendly. Yeah. It's just a computer. You know, yeah. this is user-friendly. Yeah. It's a technology, a yeah. computer thing. Back, I'm talking back in the 80s. Yeah. And I was just like thinking, I went home, I think, 
And I was, I think I... Do I still want to do business? I, was, I think I was with my ex at the time. I, what a dumb group. They come up with the name user-friendly, and it's like purely a statistic, you know. Yes. So anyway. Yeah. Anyway, just if you're planning that, please... Yeah, stay ahead of the game. Stay ahead of the game and don't waste your money on some other stuff that you might <laughs> want to. This is a weird thing that happened, and... I, you know, Brittany touched on it. I, you know, you and I have talked about how much holiday specials are kind of, they're meaningful and they're fun and they're different. Yeah. And I have been a devotee to the Hallmark Channel and these movies that have a, a little bit of a conflict and then you get happy and then they end up together at the end. So it's a perfect rom com, romantic right. novel right. for a movie. So the Hallmark Channel actually beat out in the ratings. Um, it's the third most channel in um, on cable behind Fox News and ESPN. Wow. The third. and but Doesn't surprise me. But oh. it beat out last week yeah. Fox News in prime time because they had all these new Hallmark Good. movies that happened wow. last week. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and, and while we're talking about Hallmark, I just want to get... Tell everybody that Sunday, Hand and Hearts for the Arts. No, that's not it. it Rescuing Christmas is T. Michael Rambo's oh, good. Hallmark good. Yes. movie. And it's called Rescuing Christmas. And this is, he plays Santa, right? Yes. And I believe it's, I have two different things down here. I have December 7th and December 3rd. Maybe look, Grant, you well, can probably look. Well, it probably is a repeat. He, well, he had all these different things he came yeah. on to talk about. So um, it's one of those, but it's Rescuing Christmas. Um, December 7th is the debut. Okay, so it's, I'm a week early. Yeah. Thank you. December 7th. Have you guys started your holiday shopping? This, I have. This mm-hmm. weekend, there's no Vikings game. Sunday, yeah. me in the mall. I got a date. I started last week in Chicago. I've, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've started a little bit. Mm-hmm. Nothing that makes me feel great. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I, I, I don't feel any like, oh, yay. I'm, not, I'm moved by this. Yeah, I'm not moved by it. It just makes me realize, oh, I really got to get going. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. I know. Yeah. I know, but we talked about kind of all those cool local things, the Dayton's Project. I, I'm going to try oh. and get down there next week. And Four Seasons. Mm-hmm. I think it's really cool. Yeah, you Some should, shopping. The, that was from the hour one of yesterday's yes. podcast. Yeah, so if you want to go back Mitch and... Birth yeah, that was hour one, the final two segments. There's some great... Christmas shopping ideas in there for sure. I thought so. Okay, so the term midlife crisis is having a birthday. Um, It was coined by a Canadian (laughs) psychoanalyst in 1965. And the term, just the word, midlife crisis, just turned 58 years old. The word is having a midlife crisis. Exactly. (laughs) Bada bing, bada boom. (laughs) So you can use that one. I like that. And then this is from the machine today um, that it is National Christmas Lights Day. National Peppermint Bark Day. Peppermint Bark is one of a favorite. Do you like that? I almost bought Trader Joe's Peppermint mm-hmm. Bark to give to everybody. My son instead loves of it. a I actually bought some for my kids it's to give delicious. to them. It's delicious. Yes. I, yeah, I don't even, I, I'm You don't want it in the house. I don't know. I bought it for my son. Okay. Because he's coming over tomorrow. Yeah. And I can get rid of it. But yeah, <laughs> it really is good. And yes, so yes. I know tonight we're going to start, we're having our cookie exchange and we do little silly gifts and white elephant. But if people want to be prepared about what to say when you get a gift you don't like, I'll give you Lori's robe years back. Oh, I got I'll, a robe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you just name what it is. Listen. Oh, I got new shoes. Thank you. I know exactly where to put these uh-huh. or this. Great wrapping job. 
Oh, don't <laughs> say that. I love this color. Oh my, how creative. Eh? Um, We're a little early for these. No, I didn't even know they made these. Well, my son's <laughs> going to open up his birthday present tomorrow. Oh, so that's I'm, right. If you're to- listening, tomorrow, number two. Tomorrow is your son. My dad, dad and Britney Spears. That's birthday, right. December second. Oh, mm-hmm. That's a comp truck mm-hmm. right there. Wow! 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 Okay, so yeah. you're listening. You're listening <laughs> this for him in case yes. he's listening, which we know he's not. He might someday. Did you? Did you feel good about what you what you got? Well, you got? there's a little bit of an issue. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Wow. Not in stock. No. Hmm. No, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to say too much. Nope. Yep. Yeah. Maybe we. Yeah. I'll tell you about it later. The Hollywood speak on that is she's not spending that much money. Hell oh, no. no. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Mama did. Mama did. And Allianz Field just um, announced that they're going to have a two-day music festival in 2024. Finally. That's yeah. the soccer field right oh, here. Great, great venue. I'm... Basically on the corner of Snelling and 94. Yes. <laughs> and it's going to be June 28th and 29th. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be, um, it's this big city thing that has never come here before. Mm-hmm. Um, the lineup, we don't know who's going to be it. But in the past, in this festival, it was Post Malone, yes. Travis Scott, Dip Low. It's a big deal. Flume, Zed, and more. Mm-hmm. And so it's the first time they're going to host it. But they're going to post the lineup if you want to watch for it. Breakaway Music Festival is what this one's called. I like it. That, okay. pu- that venue is intimate. It's it's got great access to beer and food. Yeah, right, but they've done nothing except soccer there. That's right. This would be a first. This mm-hmm. would be nice. We finally have something we can go there other than soccer, and maybe they'll have the parking situation figured out by then. Because TJ Maxx is gone. Is well, it? here's the deal: you take the the monorail, or what do we call our thing? The light rail. Light yeah. rail. <laughs> monorail. Just take the monorail. Here's a little. Uh, Here's a little Clint Eastwood fact that I don't think we knew. During the filming, when he was filming The Outlaw of Josie Wales, which was probably in the 70s, right? Yes. Clint Eastwood persuaded the producer, he's starring in it, persuaded the producer of the movie to fire the director, and Clint Eastwood then took over directing himself. It was the right call because it's in a response, great movie. In response, the Directors Guild of America created the Eastwood rule prohibiting an actor... Or a producer from firing a director and then taking over. Oh, oh, that's a no left. Mm-hmm. That's a little. We have a Barbara Streisand rule effect, yes. and we have a Clint Eastwood rule. I like it. So, what are you trying to say? Hollywood, Hollywood speaking. What is the meaning of this? Uh, my friend Sue demands to know why I didn't call Gary's love language and telling Leslie all that stuff. He goes. She's like, Laurie, that's orgasmic haze talk. Oh, yeah. You know, and the oxytocin is flowing, and you're like... You mean when he tells me he loves her? Yes, <laughs> and you're my girl, and I want to wake up and have coffee with you and see the last thing at night. That's orgasmic haze talk. There you but go. She yeah. believed him. I know. Every word. I know. And was she heartbroken? That was actually hard to watch. It was hard to watch. It was sad. But I was so proud of her. Oh, she for read speaking him. Her tooth. We're talking about the Golden yeah, Bachelor, of she, course. She read him. Yeah. And you could tell he felt like a real heel mm-hmm. for being such a typical guy is to just say whatever you can to get exactly what you want exactly. in the moment. Exactly. Okay, Millie Bobby Brown. I like fake, fake trees. It's a huge debate in my house. 
Oh, it's a huge debate in everyone's house. <laughs> oh, fake or no fake? Yeah, it's a big debate. It's that time of the year. It is. To be real. Why does it have to, to even be, be a real? debate? That's because what I want to know. some people, all right, let's just say if you yeah. marry someone who grew up with fake oh, trees and just put it in a box and put it away, mm-hmm. and the other person, we always go to the farm and cut them down. Right, yeah. right, right. Or in our case, you know, you go to the cabin and cut down yeah. wood from your land. Yeah. So more because of tradition. It's think it's tradition yes. 100% mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. that one. And like every year I threaten, this will be the year I go get a fake one, but it's just so easier I mean, get a real one. It's just so easy to get the damn freak run from the garage. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, Brandon Blackstock to appeal the the uh, court order about him paying back $2.6 million to his ex-wife, Kelly Clarkson. Yes. Um, of course he is. Yeah. That's a lot of money. <laughs> I would, too. Yeah. He's going to lose. Probably. He double-dipped. He, he. So what the story is here is he was her husband and manager, and his dad, and he had a talent kind of a music talent agency and so what he did for kelly is he got her on the voice he got her the talk show he got her these other things you know as a manager yeah you know looking for things but he he double dipped he charged charged a management like fee and a talent fee or something licensing whatever it is but it not she never knew it she never got the husband wife discount no Mm -mm. so but he did act like maybe as her attorney and one other thing but it doesn't matter she feels had. She does. She felt very had by him. She talked, you know, the other night in the special that she, the Rockefeller special, she just talked about how happy she is being oh, in yeah. New York with a fresh start with a new NBC family. You know, oh, she's yeah. so good at y'all. 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 Yeah. Well, y'all, Merry Christmas. Um, I love her. Michelle Pfeiffer posted a photo of herself with a fresh black eye after playing a game of pickleball. And the Hollywood speak <laughs> on that is I did get hit in the eye, and I did have a big pair of glasses on. That is a very real injury that can happen. Okay. Right? And Yes. And so, my good friend... I love that she showed no, in smack. It, it, a couple oh. of us now wear our glasses because it's it's can be... We know two people that got, you know, some really hit hard in the eye. I, get, I got hit so hard on my shoulder the other day. People just whack it at you, and it's mm-hmm. going to happen. And if, you, you know, the protective eye gear, the problem is it steams up. So I agree. Yeah, you can't get it that it wraps. You can't get mm-hmm. a wrap because it just steams breed, up. Yeah. And yeah. that is so uncomfortable. And like even playing in some of my sunglasses, like my Maui gyms, they would be too close to my face. face. So I'd have to wear a different plastic pair or something because the steam, you know, you need to do it. But it is bottom line, smartest thing ever. Remember I got my Nike. Yeah, that was the first thing I had for pickleball. The <laughs> yeah. Nike safety yeah. glasses, yeah, and God, they put the wrong prescription in them, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna," have, and I'm so glad because Annie hit a ball and they bounced right off of. I wore a thicker pair of glasses, mm-hmm. like these aviators, and it bounced. But that was right yeah. smack in my eye. We could have lost everything, Julia. Oh gosh, oh. that would have been just terrible. <laughs> that would have been. But it, it really is for people who are just starting out and stuff. You just some people just like to whack the ball so hard at you, and it and it's part of the game. I just felt vulnerable. I just you like sh- the way this ball is going back and forth. I want eyeglasses on. Plus, what? I thought they would help me look cooler. And <laughs> I know that was his, yeah. That was the initial. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. They help you guys, and it, it is true. It's something smart, but you, I, my friends ordered the ones online. A couple of them, they're like, they just steam up. 
So yeah. you have to just even Try go on. go get like kind of the workman glasses, like at yes. Menards or something. Yes, that would just work perfect. A safety pair of glasses, they stick almost out like that. Farther. Yes. Yeah. Like a well, then you really look super cool. Yeah, I was really awesome. if you can see in the okay. lights. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Rita Moreno recently moved uh, and to a new place, and she was very. I was lo- just going to say something so mean and bad. What? She moved to assisted living, but that's no. just so bad that I would even say that. Well, she's she's like ninety three years old. Well, she's it's still amazing. not having any. But anyway, she felt lonely. After she moved, but she made a friend at the supermarket. She said anyone can make a friend at a store. Yeah, especially because if I'm sure she lived in New York in a building where you just know everybody. That's sad. I know. But that's good. You can make a friend anywhere. You can. Jennifer Garner's Try boyf- not to do it online because you can't trust <laughs> right, those ones. Right. Try to do it in person. Jennifer Garner's boyfriend and Ben Affleck to have a quote unquote mutual respect for each other. Of course they do. Same with Chris, um, uh, with Gwyneth Paltrow and uh, Dakota Johnson. Yeah. Let's Hollywood speak. Her posting a photo of her holding hands with Dakota walking in the Hamptons. Did you throw up a tiny little bit when you? No, saw it? I kind of liked it because I thought I think that's really cool for the kids. That's all I think about. Lori the kids Lee's. are seventeen and nineteen. Doesn't matter. It's yeah, cool that they you... dated for six years. They've been on vacations together. I yeah. think it's cool. Uh, it she, doesn't bug me. She's so, she's so needy about always <laughs> uh, that she's the trailblazer, coolest person in the world. That is what that photo. I was like, oh, Gwyneth, you're the neediest gooper I've ever. Met. All right, I might take your side a little yeah, bit. On that one. I'm willing needy. to give you something for that one because I do agree. Yeah, yeah, but Poor yeah. Dakota Social doesn't even... media is so wonky. Sometimes yeah. you're like, I should post something. Maybe I shouldn't. Right. Um, okay, I don't think you watched the Real Housewives of Miami, but um, uh, both Brittany and I passionately cannot stand Larsa Pippen. I knew you were going to say her name, and I know who she is, and I'm just stunned the, that that 31 year old likes her. Oh, um, Michael Jordan's son, Marcus yes. Jordan. Yes. Uh-huh. Well, she. So Gertie, one of the other ladies on the Real Housewives, great name, great name, isn't it? And mm-hmm. she's she's really fun. Anyway, she divulged to the ladies a couple of weeks ago that she has breast cancer. Oh no! And then Larsa is at a party that she's having because her boyfriend went away to the Bahamas for five days, so she needed something to do. She yeah. can't be alone with her children. Yeah, get well. All of her kids, I think, are a little bit older. Maybe there's one in high school. But who has a, a welcome home party after being gone? Days is that what it was? A welcome home when he came back? Yeah. Oh, hysterical. So she has a party, and she tells people at the party that don't know Gertie and aren't that Gertie has breast cancer. And Gertie said it was actually disturbing that she went out of her way to blab my news. I would to agree people with that. that don't even know me. I would agree with that. What is wrong she- with Larsa? Well, it sounds to me like she's an attention seeker, and yeah. that's one way to get attention to give shocking news. Yeah. Whether it's your news to tell or not. So sloppy. She feels like she doesn't have boundaries, Lori. She doesn't. Yeah, I think that's rude. She really doesn't. In fact, when Gertie told her, she told the lady she had cancer, she told Larsa, and Larsa said, well, I how did do you too. know? Oh, I no, she it. said, I had it worse. How do you know? Have you had a second opinion? I mean, she was just like, not, oh my gosh, give me a I hug. I my drink at her. I, I can't believe Gertie didn't throw her drink at oh, her. Oh, that because, would just be 
Yeah. How do you know? Have you gotten a second opinion? She's a real cool Oh, my one. gosh. I broke my arm. How do you know? <laughs> How do you know? Let me see the x-ray. <laughs> I mean, that is just... Who's, who even says that? Yeah. She's, I lost my mom. How do you know? I know. Is she really dead? More and more, I get why Tim, Kim Kardashian dumped Larsa oh. and is no longer friends with her. She she's, seems... Just, she doesn't seem right. Yeah, she doesn't seem right. Yeah. That's exactly, that's a good how do you, That's going to be our new line to people when they tell us something bad. How do you know? Yeah, how do you know? <laughs> oh, She's something. Yeah. All right. All right, well, we've got a game. We don't know what it is. Rocco's making it up as we speak. Well, we're trying new things. Yeah, I know. We'll see what happens. It could be fun. It could be, it could be funny. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's funny and fun. We'll be right back. It's Lori and Julia, my time.